is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. Today, I would like to introduce my mentors, Mike Yang, to you guys. So you might be curious who is Mike Yang. Mike Yang, aka the Makeover Master, and he is the founder and president of the Association of Mental Health and Wellbeing for Entrepreneurs. Um, we will get to that a little bit shortly. And you know what? He have been teaching me about the foundation of the business and also building the business as a part of my lifestyle that I always keep that into the motto of how I work, how I live, and also how my whole team really live like that and it's become get and start method. So kudos to this guy. Thank you so much for being honored and joining the get and start video today. Matita, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I mean I have never really have like a interview you before, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked you a lot of questions, but uh, but now you get to flip the script. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, so before we get to the sweet part, but like how you become an entrepreneur, Mike, I know this could be a long story, but mm. for the person that like never known before. Yeah, you know, I, I spent the first 23 years of my life thinking I was going to play professional baseball in the United States. And uh you know, that didn't work out. I, I ended up tearing a ligament in my elbow in, in college and just never made it to the pros. Um, I found myself in the mortgage industry after college and ended up growing a company from scratch uh, to 250 plus employees and 10 offices, this kind of monster of a thing that, you know, I was getting 400 emails a day and spending 16, 18 hours a day in the office. And it just wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't sustainable. Um, thankfully, the uh, the 2008 meltdown, financial meltdown and, and housing crash in the US helped, helped speed things up. So that was my, that was actually my catalyst for getting into the entrepreneurial journey solo. Um, and, and I basically lost everything I had from uh, a period in in March of 2008 to July of 2008, and was sitting around an office wondering what the hell I was going to do next, and then that was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial journey. What would be what what that? Sorry, my English. What were the starting point of that time that okay, you had to start something from the foundation? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I was like a lot of uh, entrepreneurs as, as you start out. I had the the vision, like the macro vision of it all. I, I knew I wanted to work from anywhere, anytime, uh, work with people I liked uh, on projects that I enjoyed and get paid to do it. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do that. I didn't know 
what the product was going to be. So I, I did what I think a lot of entrepreneurs do is I started Googling. I started reading books. I started uh, taking online courses. And when I look back, I think I was in a phase of, of trying to rediscover myself, you know, discover who I was again, because I built my identity up around a, a big mortgage company owner um, with lots of stuff and big house and fancy cars and all that stuff. And, and all of that had gotten taken away from me. So I started with the online courses, with books, um, fell into the digital marketing world, fell into learning about copywriting. Um, but, but even then, that journey for me took you know eight and a half years and a couple hundred thousand dollars before, before it started working. Um, and that was, that was a painful, you know, it was a painful nearly decade of my life where you're, you're trying so hard to get things working and yet you're not having success. Um, and it feels like banging your head against the wall over and over again. And so I understand why a lot of entrepreneurs quit, you know? Yeah. But how the ideas of made over happened? Yeah. How, how did it happen? How did it get to like the makeover master? Yeah. I, you know, um, Somewhere along the way, what we were doing is we were, I had a, I had a business partner in the early days and he was the salesman and I was kind of the behind the scenes, putting it all together. And what would happen was we'd have an idea like, oh, maybe it's uh, automated emails for real estate agents, but that's our company idea. And so we would build a logo and then we'd kind of build a brand and we'd build a little website and we'd, we'd put it out into the marketplace and we'd try and sell it. Um, well, we had about 50 of those ideas between 2008 and 2010. Um, so I got in, I kind of fell in love with the process of we have an idea. Now we've got to make it real. Now we've got to figure out how to sell it. And 47 of those ideas flopped, like they just didn't work. Uh, three of them did, did really well and took off. And so that was kind of my, my period of time where I was making decent money. I wasn't having to be the face of the brand and I was taking all that money and reinvesting it back into my own self-education, you know? So I kept, I kept buying courses. I kept going to seminars. I kept going to events because ultimately what I think I was learning to do during that time was become a better marketer. Um, Cause it's, it's one thing to have a business and to get really good at like your craft, whatever that is, but then you kind of wake up and you're like, okay, I'm good at this thing. People enjoy buying it from me when they buy it. But now I got to figure out marketing, advertising, positioning, authority building. You know, I got to figure out all these other moving pieces. And that's where that's where the industry seems to get stuck. They've figured out their craft, but now they have to figure out how to market and sell it consistently. But how things change when someone get to do like the makeover thing, like change the identity to make it work as a business foundation? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's where I start a lot of times when I when I work with people is I'm trying to figure out what stage of the game are they at. And a lot of times the makeover, like if you if you say, okay, I don't have a website or I have a website, but it looks amateur and it looks ugly, or maybe it's just there's not enough credibility built and it's not telling the proper story online because human beings learn through stories. So when I I run into you for the very first time. I'm looking for these credibility factors. I'm looking for these things that that say, yes, this story makes sense to me and this person or this brand seems legit. Um, and a lot of times the makeover process, 
what we're actually doing is we're playing with the client's emotions a little bit. We're, we're, we're forcing them to put themselves out into the marketplace, be the face of the brand. Because at the end of the day, this, a lot of the, the results that we're not getting are simply based on fear. It's, it's fear of rejection. It's fear of loss of social status. And, and so if, if you can help a client get over the fear and then also fall in love with the process of things are going to fall apart from some time to time. And it's my job to put them back together, transform them, make them better and keep in motion. If you can fall in love with that process, you can play any game. It doesn't matter what the business is, because now you're now you're kind of standing on your own two feet and you're used to things falling apart, putting them back together, falling apart, putting them back together. And that's the game that people, you know, if they can fall in love with that game, they can have a lot of success. I would call that a pretty good life balance and having a well-being in life. But then why? Why many entrepreneurs still falling into these mental health issues? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of mental health issues when it comes to anxieties, you know, we have we're, we're kind of wired up that way from from birth. You know, we're we have a lot of anxiety around death because we don't want to die we want it we're an organism we want to survive we also have a lot of anxiety around social judgment because one way to continue to survive even after we move on is to have a legacy to have children and so we we're fearful of social judgment because that could impact our chances to reproduce and so those are the two big anxieties that people deal with but then you you pile on to that, like in my case, I, I got married, I had kids, then I decided to start my own business, then I decided to start 50 businesses. And so that complexity starts to pile in. So it's no longer just worried about dying, just worried about social judgment. Now I'm worried about paying the team. Uh, do I Am I keeping the lights on? Where's my next sale and my next lead coming from? And so the more that you pile these anxieties on, I kind of view it like our our brain uh, has a retractable roof at the top. And, and at times you allow many, many thoughts to come into your brain. But if you do that consistently, at some point you'll get overwhelmed. It's like a, a computer, you know, you overload the RAM and eventually it stops working. And so the thing I've gotten better at is is recognizing that there are always going to be unknown obstacles. There's always going to be uh, anxieties that I kind of self-create by allowing too much to come in at once. And my job when that happens is to recognize it and take a break. And so when you, when you do feel anxious, when you do have a lot coming at you, the solution is almost always the basics. It's, am I breathing properly? Am I getting proper sleep? Am I taking enough breaks? Am I, um, am I putting enough water and am I exercising? Cause, cause that will help your brain just fire more consistently and it'll help you reduce that anxiety if you're just doing the basics a lot of times. And so I think that's, that's where I've gotten good today is just that recognition of, I need to take a break here. I need to eat something. I need to eat a sandwich. You know, I haven't eaten 12 hours and I'm starting to get depressed and have all this social anxiety. Well, Sometimes it just is looking back at those basics, you know, am I breathing? Am I sleeping? Am I eating properly? Those are basic needs in our life, right? Like mm. something that you have to have a self-awareness, like keep in mind that you are surviving right now. I mean, you are still living 
and just do whatever you have to do and just take it bit by bit and stay with what in front of you right now. So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the solution for sure is like to recognize, hey, everything's okay. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. So let me let me collect my mental state and then get back to work when I'm feeling better about things. Sometimes that takes an hour. Sometimes it takes a five minute break. Sometimes it takes a couple of days that so you just need to rest because your your body is getting overloaded. Your your sensory data and the things you're allowing in are overloading the system. But what we used to like having a conversation a lot between me and you is that that is the personal part. But then what about a business? What are the basic of the business that actually require for the business to run by itself? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing that I see a lot of times is people get trapped in thinking that they are their business and their business is them. It's, it's become part of their identity. And there is no doubt that, that things bleed together. Like, you can't, you know, if you've got a personal life and you've got business, you got family, you got friends, you got an intimate relationship, you got community, like these all bleed together. It's very difficult to have like a super successful business while your your marriage and your family is falling apart. You know, it's they, they kind of mesh. And I would say for for the business itself, there are foundational things that it doesn't matter what industry or what niche you're in. You, you need to have credibility. You need to you need to make sure that you're showing proof of results that you get for your clients. Uh, you need authority. You need to be positioned as uh, a leader or an expert in the niche that you're serving. You know you need to have good copy and offers. You need to have uh, a good process for bringing new clients into your funnel. You know, you don't need 550 steps to convert a client, but sometimes you need more than two. Um, and and then really, it's the ability to get leads into the business consistently and close them. And and what I think is it's it comes back to kind of like uh, the fact that you've got to define what you want the business to look like. You've got to eliminate anything that doesn't need to be in the business to have success. You've got to build systems and team and automate as many things as you can. Otherwise, you get trapped in that entrepreneurial phase where you're wearing all the hats. You're dancing around kind of like a monkey juggling 17 balls and, and eventually one of them's going to drop. Um, so you, and it's a process. You've got to you've got to kind of hit one stage at a time. And what I've, I think what I've found for myself is when I was able to mentally view the whole thing as one big game. You know, it's kind of like this ever-changing puzzle that I'm always kind of, it's a labyrinth, you know, I'm moving pieces around the playing board and sometimes, oh, I need to have a date with my wife. I need to spend more time with my kids. Um, sometimes I need to, oh, I need to work 12 hours at my desk today to get some things done. And so it's like this big game where I'm always moving the pieces around and that that helped my, my anxiety go down because instead of like life or death, my business is my identity. It was just one big game that I was playing, trying to do my best every day. And another key thing that I hear from you today is about to play your own games. So each person has a different way of living that way. Like you, I may require the basic needs like fewer than you because I don't have family. I mean, I live with a dog. <laughs> so <laughs> my dog is something that I spend the most time with currently. Um, so that is something that I think the audience should I mean, get unstuck nation. You should like think about that. You shouldn't compare yourself with others because you never know. You never know. This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing. 
like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a petty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparels as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's hard because biologically we're hardwired to compare ourselves with others all the time. That's how we get feedback to know if we're doing the right things in society. You know, our amygdala is just that's that's essentially what it's doing. It's tracking status with other human beings constantly, and and so if we can understand that, you you start to realize if you play this out that there are seven point eight billion humans doing that same thing all the time. And then you can realize this is so complex, there's no controlling everything. So what I what I have to do is get back to the very local level. What's the story I'm telling myself? What why am I what am I working towards? Why does it matter to me? And if you can answer those questions, you can stop worrying what other people think. I know, I know my job today is in whatever way possible is to eliminate unnecessary suffering for entrepreneurs. Well, that could be a training. That could be a podcast like we're doing now, or it could be today I need to take a break and take care of myself because I'm not showing pro up properly to the community. I'm not showing up properly to my audience. And so everything is a game with kind of a master meaning and purpose and mission behind it. And, and that makes it easy for me to stay on course. It makes me, it makes it easy because I'm, I know my starting place, but I also know my destination. And I'm able to kind of say I'm getting too far off track here, but I think what a lot of entrepreneurs do is when they get off track, then they they spend additional time beating themselves up over their failures. They're they're like, oh, I got off track. Now I'm going to spend two weeks uh, beating myself up over it, complaining about it. And the reality is that it's already happened. It's it's how quickly can you get back into the game you've decided to play? Yeah, I mean who knows that I suddenly gonna have like my team member got like COVID or like their family members got COVID and just in continuously like pretty much um, two or three people around like next to each other and I have to solve that right and I have to have the backup plan because like if not how can things run I cannot do that job I mean I hire them because they are the expert and I just know how I can. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I think it's such a it's such a stressful time for all of us, really, because the world is shifting in some way. Um, I don't think any of us really know what's going on or how this is all going to play out. It's giving all of us a little bit of anxiety. And and nobody, you know, nobody woke up and told me that 2020 was going to be such a shit show. You know, it was like. It's like I woke up, I got I got booted off Facebook because somebody hacked my account and was trying to get charity donations. I had uh, a team member that got COVID. Um, there was lockdowns in India and in Serbia. Um, uh, there was a volcano that went off in the Philippines next to my my virtual assistant's house. You know, so there's all these things. And the only way, I mean, if you if you tell that story back to back, it almost sounds like you're making it up. But those were all just moments where I had to say, okay, this is popping up in the game. How am I going to deal with this? Am I going to freak out and start crying and, and go in the corner and do nothing? What, what good is that going to do me? So it was always like a, a, a battle to say, okay, I'm going to communicate with my clients and let them know it's going to take a little bit longer for this website or whatever it was, because 
I'm sorry, but my graphic design team's locked down with COVID lockdowns, and so is my developer. And and everybody, you know, from my experience, all my clients, uh, including myself, everybody was calm, everybody was patient, everybody understood. And a lot of this game just comes down to being able to communicate, you know, communicate with your clients, communicate with your team. Yeah. Being silenced at any places, no one know what you are thinking or what happening right now. So communication is the key to like moving forward. For sure. And, and it starts with communication with yourself, you know, when you can get your, your mind in one place, which, which usually just means aligning your thinking and your emotions. You know, my thinking is, I'm trying to stay as focused and possible uh, as possible on the mission that I'm on and the mission at hand. Um, and then at the same time, I'm watching my emotions because my, my positive emotions are telling me that I'm doing the right things. And my negative emotions are telling me I'm off track in some way. Um, and, and when you can line those up, then you can begin to line your body actions and then you can begin to align your outside environment. Mm, right. So can you tell me a little bit about the association? I, I still cannot remember the name. It's yeah. too long. Association <laughs> of Mental Health and Wellbeing Founder. I struggle, I struggle with the website. The, the website is amhwbe.org, uh, but it's the Association for Mental Health and Wellbeing for Entrepreneurs. Um, I've had four over over the last 15 years, I've had four very distinct moments where I felt like it was too tough to keep going, you know, and the world had collapsed in on me. You want to escape. Um, you need some help. You need some guidance. You need somebody to talk to uh, because this this game of entrepreneurship can feel isolating and, and lonely and you can feel powerless at times if you get stuck. Um, and, and it was the last time that I, I feel like I kind of mentally crashed like that. I, I woke up and I was, I was just asking myself, who's helping entrepreneurs with this, with the mental side of things, because it's a very difficult game that we're playing and just, just shocked. I couldn't really find any good resources. I couldn't find anybody doing anything about it. And so I just woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to take this on and figure it out. And right now we've got a board of directors. We're looking for a CEO to help us make some decisions. Um, we're working on a 24-7, 365 day of entrepreneurial support hotline. Um, but these are complex things that are taking some time to develop. So um, I started it, I believe, in August. And now that it's kind of rolled out, um, you know, a year later, we're starting to kind of finally start to make some decisions on how are we going to best show up to support entrepreneurs, especially in those times when they crash. And so there's a lot of unanswered questions. I'm not sure how it'll all develop from here, um, but we're just taking one week at a time, one day at a time and, and making progress. Wow, that's going to be huge. <laughs> it's it's uh it's a big undertaking especially with mental health because there's a fine line between somebody needs to talk and somebody's suicidal right now and and we want to basically partner with people uh you know so that when they need a real expert in certain areas that we're able to refer them because entrepreneurs it's great to talk to another entrepreneur it's great to blow off some steam it's great to kind of move past your problems but there are definitely mental health issues that um, need to be dealt with by a professional. Yeah, I agree. Many, many times that the clients come in and it's just like they are not confident enough to move forward. Actually, they have everything that it would take them to make that happen, but they fear, right? They fear something yeah. and it causes them anxiety to like move forward with that feeling. 
yeah that's you know that's uh that's pretty much the game you know it's it's they you can you can actually make people believe in somebody else's product and service sometimes before they'll believe in their own. It's just like a belief in themselves. It's a confidence thing. Um, I try and help people speed up the realization that they're going to die because that seems to help kind of snap people like, Oh, I I don't get to just live forever and dilly a dally around. And how do you want to end up on your deathbed? Do you want to just regret all these things you never tried or do you want to actually do something about it? Um, I find that helps is just recognizing you're going to die. You're going to die sooner than you think. And you've got one life, you know, when, when's the time to stand up and do something about these skills and these knowledge and these talents you have, when do you want to, when do you want to impact other people and, and share that with the world? Yeah. Everyone who's still listening to here, I hope that stick to your mind today. Like, and think that what you can do right now that you won't feel any regret anymore. Like, yeah. what would that be? Just one thing, small thing that you can just do it now. So, yeah, I, I and I think that's a huge point. This one small thing. It's like we we have two types of reward systems hardwired into our brain. We have consumatory rewards and incentive rewards. Well, if we can see progress towards something that we value, a, a goal, it doesn't matter if it's going to get a cheeseburger or a glass of water or anything else. If we see progress towards something that we say we want it kicks off dopamine in our brains. It makes us feel better. We have, uh, you know, it's actually analgesic. Our body starts to feel better. Our, you know, pains and aches start to go away. And so that's what you need to do is decide one small thing in, in an area of your life that you want to make progress on and then start to recognize that progress and reward yourself for that progress And it could be just, you know, I don't need to do 5,000 sit-ups today. It could just be, I need to do one today and I need to do two tomorrow and I need to do three the next day. And eventually you'll get there, whatever that goal may be. Can we trick our brain with the reward? I test that with my dog to compare between the food trick and just a cube of ice. (laughs) Yeah, you can, you can definitely use like Pavlov's dog tricks, you know, it's like, But I mean, we're, we're not that much different than dogs in some ways, you know, like they're, they can read people's emotions, they don't necessarily know what's going on in your brain, but they can read it. They have a sixth sense, they're high, they have high anxiety, you know, if you scare a dog or set a firecracker off they're they freeze just like we do. Um, And we can be trained exactly like that humans can be trained through reward systems, through, you know, you could click a bell, you could eat a treat, you could have a beer, it doesn't matter what it is, but we can, you can definitely train other human beings to uh, to recognize their rewards and get their their doggy bis- biscuit at the end of a good day. Yeah, no, I mean, like, to motivate myself to drink one glass of water is, of course, harder than motivate myself to get, like, a, a coffee instead, like, a good one, yeah. right? So yeah. I just test that with my dog to compare between the the treat and just an ice cube and pretty much the response are the same so <laughs> I use that to trick myself not to get like overweight or something yeah that's kind of fun yeah if you eat, if you eat too many <laughs> cupcakes eventually you know yeah it's gonna add up okay so mike so right now in case like anyone want to know more about this i mean like these are something that i find very important and it keeps me in the peace mode of entrepreneurship I would say because like of course I'm one of the person who came to you and like Mike I don't know what to do right now I was like 
all over the place. <laughs> but right now I have direction and I'm in like, I could breathe normally and breathe deeper and know exactly where I'm heading to. So how can, how can anyone seek for that support and like follow more about your work? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a process like so many times when you go the, when you're early in the game, you're accumulating, you're accumulating your knowledge, you're accumulating ideas, you're accumulating uh, software and widgets and technology that you're trying to make your business work. But I think, I think what I see when I work with clients a lot of times is they, they need to make a shift to uh, from the accumulation phase. They need to stop accumulating and actually get, get rid of a lot of stuff because it's creating split focus. Uh, we, we are hardwired to set an intention and an aim and focus on that until we get it. But when you, when you have 17 aims going on at the same time, it becomes confusing. So I, I think about Tim Ferriss's uh, book, Four Hour Work Week. You know, he had a little acronym called DEAL. It was define what you want, eliminate everything that doesn't need to be there, automate or systematize everything that does need to be there, but can be done by others. And then liberate yourself and remove yourself from the business. Um, I also think about Mike Michalowicz's clockwork book. Um, it's like treat your business as if you're a shareholder and, and make your decisions as if this needs to be done. But always ask yourself that question. Does it need to be done by me or can it be automated or can it be systematized in some way? And the more you kind of automate, systematize and eliminate, the more you'll get your time back, the more it'll free up that space to where you can focus on the one or two things that you're really, really good at. And then you can get unstuck. So Mike, and there you go. <laughs> uh, where can they follow you? Like what are the website or like somewhere, your podcast? Yeah, yeah. people can find me at themakeovermaster.com and they can find me online at Mike Young Makeover Master on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, and they can connect at the Association for Mental Health and Wellbeing. We have just a little opt-in right now on that on that website, but people can connect there as well. Oh, get unstuck nation. Don't forget to do that. Trust me, you have more people grow together and support each other is a lot better than keep everything with yourself and no one to ask or no one to care. So thank you so much for your time today, Mike. And yeah, it was always fun talking to you. Matita, my pleasure. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.